It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Johnny, Isaac, and Caleb. Listen in as they discuss the 1976 novel, Bear. An astounding novel, an asto- yeah, astounding novel, both earthly and mythical, which leads into the human self and also outward to suggest and celebrate the mystery of life itself. A stunning tour de force, a piece of damn fine series fiction, a beautiful controlled and balanced narrative. It maintains its tone throughout. It holds. Angle deliberately faces the risks good Boy. stories must take. She walks the tightrope between absurdity and brilliance, and she's. <laughs> Oh golly, where is this? Um, I think it's on the very back. If you're looking for the quote there, yeah, the important one. The important one. The important one that we want everyone to hear. Canada's Lolita or Lady Chatterley's Lover. (laughs) There we go. The second one, Lady Chatterley's Lover. I don't think I know that book. Me either. No, that doesn't sound familiar. We all know what the first one was. Yeah, Lolita. Lolita. That's a that's a topic for another day. Winner of the Governor General's Award for Fiction. Like that means anything. I'd never even heard of that award. I mean, I mean, congrats, but I've never actually heard of that award before in my entire life. Um, Some weird little minor Canadian award. Yeah. So, if in, in case that didn't make things clear, hello and welcome everyone to the finally, I guess what third episode of Book Club because yeah. we suck at getting through books and our lives are busy. Sorry, this is also free. Um, so the <laughs> book in question is Bear by Marian Engel, Canadian. Canadian author from what year is on the book, Isaac? I can't, it I can't remember. is, I believe, 1976. 76, okay. And then I also, I, I didn't know this, but the book, uh, in, in its time, was met with largely, was largely good reception, although it oh, divided wow. people at, at the time. And to this day, the book is still met with largely good reception and divides people to this day. Um it resurfaced in 2014 because someone found a cover, the old cover of it. The cover we have right here is just the, I think the more yeah. modern one. I guess we have to take a picture of The this. old one is literally, is literally the bear behind her with like one of her tits and its claw. Yeah, that's what I've seen. So oh, yeah, that's <laughs> on Wikipedia. And then yeah. it, and it was tagged with Canada. You got some explaining to do. <laughs> So a little, and, oh, and and I don't kink shame, so fuck you, internet. Um, <laughs> oh jeez. Unless it's the unless it's, it has the aforementioned uh, unless it has to do with the aforementioned Lolita, in which case go fuck yourself. Yikes. Um, Yikes. Not for another day. I'll turn that over to somebody else now because I've I've talked enough already. So Isaac. originally I was gonna do um, Red Dragon, and these two convinced me not to, and then I was like, yeah, I think I have another idea. Um, it was early this year. 
in when my sibling was doing um, their English credit in their college, and they were having to do uh, an assignment, which is read a book. Mm. It wasn't just any book, it was this book. And spoilers for them, they hated this book. They wanted to burn this book. Interesting. Yes. I, I, I want to, it's, it's a shame we couldn't have them here, too, because I, I would have liked that I was perspective. Because I don't, based on our faces, like, I don't think any of us hated this book. Uh, I can't say I hated it, but I'm not particularly a fan. I found some That's fair. pieces of it interesting, yep. but at the end of the day, like I like the setting of it. Mm. Like mm. I think that's the one. That's my, my my praise for it so far is I like the setting. I like once yep. again imagining that entire world uh, and going like up north in Ontario, which I've never been to. But mm. I think she paints a good enough picture of mm -hmm. like what that place would be like, um, and yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of details I really liked, and in particular the uh, the house, the Fowler's Octagon. That like, yep. that was a cool little thing I'd never heard of before. Whereupon it's basically like an octagon shaped framed house, yep. uh, more kind of spherical and sorry circular in nature than than your often like kind of boxy homes we saw. Mm -hmm. So that, that that was a nice little detail. The forest, the imagery, and the contrast between that kind of time period and uh, the woods. I thought it, it it really emulated that like rustic, uh, um, like you know, Canadian hinterland kind of feel, yes. which I which I immediately I, I'm a sucker for that kind of like almost like old school woods kind of thing. So I, I really like that, and also just the interplay of how she's very much doing a human thing. Like you know, our our, our character in the story, Lou, is sent to the estate of a of a colonel who is recently passed in order to get his his papers and affairs in order, and. Very much the fact that she's a librarian, total city, total inside job, being put kind of out of her element into nature like that. But at the same time, it kind of it, it kind of still feels homey. It kind of still feels natural to her. That's what, what one thing I really liked, and what one thing another thing too is the book is very 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 sensual because I know, and I recall it very clearly when Isaac first pitched this book, Caleb and I were, our, our first reaction was. Bear, what the fuck is that? And we we instantly Googled it, and I remember there's this silence, you hear keyboards typing away, and then you, then you go, okay, okay, oh! Oh! I wonder why Isaac wants us to read this, and... Yes. I'll, I'll turn that over, I'll turn it over to Caleb. I think he has something funny to say. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I'm still curious why you chose it. Um, yeah, I'd never heard of this book, and this would have never been something that I would have wanted to read. I'm not a big fan of romance books in general. Mm. Um, I don't know, it's sensual, uh, it's more creepy, uh, I don't know, not, uh, but... For, for, to be fair, the end, not, the, the, all the romance stuff kind of, I mean, it, it builds up, but, like, mm. most of the actual, like, physical romance doesn't happen till like, towards the end. Yeah, and before we get ahead of ourselves here, I want to clarify... So that even anyone who's only been half paying attention realizes what we're, what we're referring to by we, we mean fair. romance. We are talking a woman and a bear. Yeah, I know. It's not just the B word in bear we're talking about here. I'm sorry, what? Bestiality. Oh, uh, that's that. That was a good joke. <laughs> yeah, anyway, anywho, so yeah, this is. And you know what? I'm kind of happy I w I learned about this book through that pretense. Because I came in expecting, oh God, Isaac, what is, is this going to be some kind of, some kind of erotica in the woods? I, I didn't really find, I wouldn't call this an erotica at all though. There's, no, there, there are maybe one or two 
amusing, chuckle-worthy descriptions of some things. Ooh. Some asymmetrical bear balls mentioned at one point, I recall. But, uh. you know what? Like, this was pretty... I thought that, it, I thought that was going to be kind of weird to read. And perhaps we can thank the time period for that one. Because mm. if, 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 this, if, if this shit was written online in this day and age, <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to read it straight up. No. So, so like, yeah, even even that was handled kind of... Well, first of all, it didn't really happen that much. No, yeah. It was mainly just inferred that that stuff Inferred and on. left to your imagination. I think yeah. like five times it happened. At least like, like she, she mentioned it five times and then like in between chapters, like, you know, end of chapter 19 and then 20, like it could have happened at, at, at some point after that, right? Like mm -hmm. in between, like off screen, like everything's, it, it does go, it's, so, okay. So this whole setup, this whole thing reminds me of Heart of Darkness mm. in that we have a protagonist who's in the modern developed world and there's an assignment that is given to them where they have to go to uh, an undeveloped world, or at least a underdeveloped world, excuse me. Hmm. Um, obviously, not the same, not completely the same, but at the end, the protagonist is changed fundamentally by the time they get back yes. to the real world. It's very or true. the developed world, excuse me, their, their original world. And I do remember that part at the end where I'm, I'm glad I reread the beginning again because I was like, oh, there's a very big contrast between the two. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. I didn't even know about the, you know, her, her Lou having sex with her boss. I didn't yeah, that, realize that. And I went back to see if, like, there was any subtext. I didn't really read any subtext in that. It seemed like it came out of nowhere, I thought. It came out, it came out of nowhere, but it's definitely one of those things where that's the kind of emotional effect on it had on her, and it was, it was, it was a footnote. That's true. And yeah, that, that was the true. point. So, yeah. So, I mean, fair enough. And, like, and like you know what? You do forget. Random shit you've done in the past every now and then, so I'll, I'll give that wonder. <laughs> but also, to tack on to what you just said, I, I, I like the comparison to Heart of Darkness, and I, I do agree with that as well. And the interesting thing, too, is that um, whereas Heart, Heart of Darkness is a bit more of a trepidating experience, you know, to say the least, yeah. the, this one, it kind of feels like she becomes, she's very fish out of water at the beginning, but then she can be, she slowly becomes more comfortable. You know, she gets to know the bear. She hangs around with it more. She learns a bit about it. She lets it out of its cage. She like you know eats with it, hangs out with it a bit more, and she gets comfortable comfortable with it. Let's say, but then and and her surroundings. But then it's almost like she kind of gets a bit too comfortable, mm -hmm. and things take a bit of a turn, and she kind of gets gets scared a little bit scared back, out of that in a, in, a, in an interesting way. Yeah, it's, and, and the difference between, I like the, the difference with Hard Darkness and this, is that in Hard Darkness, it was like him going down the river. Mm. Like it was Marlo going down the river, and not a stupid way of saying, like, it's um, it's a road trip. It's it's not that. It's a, it's a proto-road trip. But <laughs> like, he go and he kind of stops at every point, but he kind of does stop at every junction. Again, Apocalypse Now, if anybody wants, like, a mm. modern adaptation of that. Um but in, in, in place of going down the river, we have uh, changing of seasons. <laughs> and even though we're in this one place, whatever that looks like in your mind, this, this, this cabin, this, this like octagonal cabin um, in the woods, I, I do feel the seasons change almost. Maybe that's just because you and I work out yeah. the woods a lot, but like I, I can very much be in my, put myself in her shoes in how like 
Like, obviously, I've not experienced Ontario winters, but, like, hmm. I can sort of feel how, like, you know, Ontario's spring to summer to fall almost feels. Actually, it starts in fall, I believe. Or winter, I believe. Yeah, like, I don't think she's there for a super long time. But it does feel... I do, I, I do know what you mean, though. It kind of feels like she's... Like, I seem to recall seasons changing from this book. I don't know why. Yeah, every, every in, chapter, in I believe, opens with her starting her day up and being very mundane. And I kind of like that. I don't know why. It was very, like, fun to, like... That's that's the one thing I liked about this book was how fun it was to kind of just, I guess, be with her as she, like, got up and did her normal things. I don't know why. It was, it's so fascinating. It's the, it's, it's the reason why, like, certain people on Steam play these, like pressure washer games or like um whatever that game is where you play as a passport person you're like is that one i guess i, guess uh, I don't know but um, but it's yeah. uh yeah it's like uh it's slice of life for one that's what it is and we've seen a lot of good slice of life stories over time this, this is no different um where it differs is where it goes it gets a lot more primal <sighs> And things change. It is someone being pushed out of their comfort zone and finding Certainly. and finding that there is hope. Yeah, in a way, Certainly. in a way for for intimacy because she hasn't experienced a lot of it, real intimacy, you know. <laughs> All right, Caleb. What's uh, what's some things you wanted to talk about? Mm. Well, you guys talk a lot about the character and kind of liking the slice of life stuff. Uh, I wasn't particularly compelled by that. I like all the history stuff. <laughs> I figured. Um, Tried to. Herself as a character, I didn't find her all that interesting that's fair um, we more like what she was doing rather than what she herself was thinking about i, I think there was some some inner monologue about like it's just mundane stuff doing but to us i don't know it just felt nice it felt, well, it well, felt similar it was mundane and to me it's it's relatable yes and also in writing you typically don't want to give the readers the mundane stuff because that's that, that's not interesting you know, stories you typically don't want to show the everyday because, like, like, like it's not exactly the best for pacing sometimes, mm. or it's just like you know, it's not really, it's not kind of story-like or whatever. But like that's, but that, that's also like an older school of thought when it comes to writing. So to see this is kind of from its time period is kind of cool. Mm. I think. Yeah, it's very much the opposite of Watership Town. Like, or again, they're, they keep moving every day. Exactly. And only like towards the end when you almost feel the mundane is about to start. No, and then something else happens. Oh, oh yeah. They, 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 yeah, they don't get a fucking break in that story. No, they don't. Yeah, they um, really don't. But yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is, And also, like the interesting thing is that I've read a bit of modern literature, which is more a bit more of that kind of slice of life, a lot of it anyways, especially the fiction, can get kind of slice of life, but there's more drama, but there's... The, the drama is kind of, I don't know, it's just, it's hard to say. It's not quite as theatrical. It's a bit more mundane. It's a bit more relatable, I find. And, and this, like, and maybe I'm not saying this right. Maybe I'm generalizing. But my, my, my point being, if I didn't know this was written in 76, I would have thought it was a newer book. Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, it, there, there are certain things that did. It reads more like, you know, uh, a white teeth. Zadie Smith from earlier this yeah. decade, earlier these years, than something from the 70s. You know what's funny? I, In I my agree. opinion. But. I agree with that, although there are certain things, like when she's on the ferry to in the mainland, mm. wherever she's she's heading, uh, I remember there was a part where, like, was it French skiers or something like that, wearing their, like, modern um, polyester sh uh, jackets. Mm. And I was just like, oh, that's funny. How many people are wearing polyester jackets at, the, at this point? 
<laughs> oh, really? Mm. Yeah, and I thought some of the the references to the native characters felt <laughs> pretty okay, outdated. We'll get, we'll get to that. We will yeah, we'll get to that. that it was the 70s. Time. It yeah. was the 70s. It was the 70s. <laughs> yeah, and there was a little afterward in my version that I read, and they were talking about kind of the impact on erotic fiction in, in Canada, in particular from female writers. Hmm. And they were saying that it kind of changed some of the, how explicit some of that stuff would get. But yeah, I really didn't think it was that explicit necessarily, which I was grateful for. But maybe not, but yeah, for sure. But yeah, I do find that that interesting, that interesting because, like you know, a lot of a lot of previous um, lustier scenes in classic novels, like in *Gone with the Wind*, for example, um, the the uh, the explicit stuff is kind of done between the uh, asterisks. It, the action starts, mm. break. And then, the, and then where it picks up again is afterwards. Okay. So it leaves it like entirely up to your imagination, right? Which is probably the best way to do it because we, we've all, in the course of our lives, we've all at least read or heard a reading of a terrible sex scene in literature. And it is fucking embarrassing. So I'm yeah. kind of happy we were read. spared that. And also, the, and also keeping in mind too, this is the 70s. 76, right? 76. So this is like... Like, so people still fucking, fucking thought Kiss were satanic at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, like, this is... <laughs> for its time, it's still, pre it's still pretty racy for its time. Yeah, and I again, would, the, beast the bestiality element, I feel like, would always be kind of racy. Because, yeah, it's yes, just, true. There's other stuff with that. But I found the, found the paragraph. So, there were not many passengers aboard at this time of the year. A few hunters, a couple of uh, indigenous, former other name. Uh, a magenta ski jackets, an elderly couple reading side by side at the top of the company way or companion way. A French-speaking family in new pastel sports clothes. The tradition that everything for outdoors must be soiled and pilled for 40 years uh, old and seemed to have died except in her. Still of a man who knew uh, who she said it was now impossible to find a woman who smelt her of her own self. <laughs> that's what it was, but still, not polyester. Everybody wears polyester now. It's like that's not the right word. Anyway, right. I just thought I, 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 that, that's the only thing that I remember kind of dating this almost. And right. the fact is, you know, I don't remember her using a telephone. I mean, I guess she did use a telephone. It was mostly everything by uh, mail. Yeah, there's no <laughs> yes. electricity at the house because yeah. she had to write to her boss. At yes, one point. and even then, she couldn't send it from the house. She had to. T take yeah. a freaking boat into town and do it. Yeah, she had to go to see Homer. Ah, oh, yes, Homer. No indoor plumbing. Yeah, having to walk out to the. Oh the no! Whatever shall we do? That's not yeah, good. Until she starts just yeah using the bathroom right by the bears' uh, den. We can discuss that. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That oh, yeah. Do you want to open the floor with that one? Yeah. So we meet this old native lady, um, Lucy Leroy. She's like a hundred years old, toothless. And she tells her, like, oh, you want to get good with the bear? Uh, shit with him every morning. And so then she starts, and I thought she only did it once at first, but then she references that she does it every day. I was just like, uh, like, what is she, does she clean it up after? Does she just leave it there? Does the bear clean it up? Is there a hole oh, dig? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that old lady, I don't know about, I don't know. She didn't have the best English, and they always refer to the native characters as the Indians. Mm. With the D there, it feels a little. Uh, it definitely sets in its time, but yeah. And you know what? Considering what else was around at that point, this is still pretty mild. Yeah, fairly mild in that regard. Yeah. In that regard, so yeah. It, I, like you know what? I, I read that and I just kind of went figures. <laughs> it's a '70s book. 
After I realized it was in the 70s, of course. But, yeah, that wasn't, that was, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, and I got the sense that that old lady was maybe fucking the bear, too. I so. had that thought I, as well. I was wondering something I was thinking, like, how many people have had sex with this bear? Yeah, she was like, you want to get in good with the bear? Well, that's a pretty loaded line, isn't it? <laughs> There's a lot that can be, like, extracted from that line. Yes, definitely. So, I mean, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> and even the old colonel, what, you know, maybe he was... What, okay, so yeah, history stuff. You like the colonel stuff. What do you, what do you think of, like, his whole history? Um, I just liked exploring all the old books. Maybe not him so much. He just seemed like he was preoccupied with bears. So very, very <laughs> he was much. Maybe so. a little bit of a boring dude himself. But um, going through is it Trelawney, the one who like wrote the? His yeah, that's right. Because there was mm -hmm. there, there was another colonel who was a female, correct? I think that was her, or is there somebody else? No, Trelawney was like uh, I guess he was a friend of Byron. Oh, okay, uh, right. Victorian. You know, I've been reading a lot of Victorian fiction lately, so it's kind of fun seeing it from that that angle mm -hmm. yeah definitely just like a, someone knows a reference and you're like i know that reference oh, yeah, there's so many references in this as well yeah so i thought that was cool and i like kind of the contrast of like the old world style versus the at the time the new world the changing yeah because since this book was supposed to kind of challenge social norms in terms of women's sexuality Definitely. So I thought that was cool and i and it is it also makes sense from a literature reference standpoint look our character's a librarian yeah, she would know this shit. She would have to. I mean, okay, and yeah, the thing is, uh, I guess we said, but she's categorizing or cataloging all his assets in there, mm. and basically, I love, I love the fact that she works for something called the Institute. <laughs> that's just like that's so menacing and sounding, but I, I like it. Just the Institute. It it, it is menacing. It's, it's, very, it's menacing or high class. I've been of both. Yeah, I've been of both, which you know maybe sets the tone of like again, mm -hmm. here's, here's the established world, and the established world is trying to reveal um, the unknown world, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. And there was other another thing I wrote down about that old lady. Uh, again, she didn't speak the best English. She kind of spoke in like a choppy way, <clears throat> and she mentioned that she learned to read at the mission school. Oh, I that was a particularly hmm. interesting reference in this day and age. So. 1976. A lot of kids were still running away from them, residential schools. Yeah. Oh, boy. So that was, because I don't read a ton of Canadian novels, that definitely was something that <laughs> set it in the, the country and the time. Well, that's a challenging move right there, just fucking saying it. Yeah. I'm, wasn't really commented on, but it was there. So. I mean, some people obviously can say... Oh, this thing is so progressive. They actually mentioned that they didn't like go into it as much. But I guess like, no, is that is is that all it needs to be? Like, just like oh, mere mention it and just like oh yeah, it's progressive. I don't think it was a it was a message or a point to be made. No. It was just more of a okay. more of a background of that character. Like like the book has other ideas it wants to explore. Like yeah, very few characters. I just realized as well. Sorry, very few characters. In yes, this book. yes, yes. It's very true. But again, yeah. it's only. 112? Under like 15. Yeah, yeah. something like that. So like obviously no room for like plenty of characters, but... Yeah, and we could mention the other character that we see the most. Homer. Oh boy, Homer. Yeah, fake teeth guy, weird old fuck, and... Weird old fuck is the best way yeah. to describe him. Although was he indigenous as well? Uh, I don't, I don't remember. I thought I don't he was. They mentioned him, but definitely a weird dude. 
and kind of weird uh, relationship that they have, especially when he starts making some unwanted advances that yeah. I really commented on. She kind of blames herself, and that's kind of the end of it. This, okay, so Homer is kind of her handyman. Yeah. Why did I sound like this is going somewhere, dude? Uh, it's her handyman, uh, and basically, I guess, her liaison between, like, this world and her contact, I guess, or whatever, the Institute, mm -hmm. uh, where he runs the general store in the area, and he comes and visits her every now and then to see if, you know, she's not dead or, you know, anything's happened. And the way she does well for herself, I'll, be, I'll, I'll say that. She actually, like, mm -hmm. does pretty well, like, on her own in the in the woods. Uh, so I'll give her that. But, yeah, um, Homer shows up, like, I think every other chapter and just, you know, th throws... Um, she asks him a question and you usually would just respond with, you know, something pretty mundane or whatnot. I feel like there's something deeper going on there, but eventually it gets to the point where they go into a part of the uh, house that has not been uh, explored and that's the basement. And they find this big, like I think it was a Chesterfield or a, a drawer of some sort uh, full of like Victorian style clothing, I believe. And she puts on one of these gowns and her chest is exposed and like he nips her in the bud or something like that. Yeah, and then starts kind of pushing like, oh, you invited me here. I assume it was for sex. And yeah, it just and was it an uncomfortable kind of, yeah. scene. It was... And, and of course, she's in the wrong for doing it according to him too, right? So And herself. She even blames herself. She's like, oh, my mm -hmm. breasts are out. Like, oh, this, you know, I apologize. Let me go get changed. And she doesn't really blame him for it, really. It's, it's like, oh, it's an interesting sexual politics of the... Yeah, and how he said he up. was uh, devoted to his old lady as well. Um, and then I think either a chapter or two later, she goes to his department store and, well, gets general, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. that's, a, that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, another not, not bad one, I see. <laughs> uh, not, not, yeah, you know, not, not bad. And, but then the interesting thing about that, <laughs> you can make a lot of jokes about this if you want to. Interesting, the interesting thing about that is that it's not as good as it was with the bear. Yeah, she because, went home and cried afterwards, which, yeah, really bad. And her then... teeth fell out. And then the bear wouldn't touch her. Yeah. yeah. After that, which is which I think is really interesting, too. Yeah, I guess we haven't talked about the bear too much. We haven't, no. You know, the way he's introduced... <laughs> oh my god, I had a funny moment. The way he's introduced, after Isaac telling us what this book was about, when you... The first description of the bear is something you kind of really look for, you know, because, okay, the, this this is the bear that's going to be doing the thing, right? And the description of the bear is not a very flattering one. <laughs> he's he's no. kind of gross when she first finds him. You're just like, oh, all right then. <laughs> it's one of these, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be one of these books. <laughs> yeah, and there's lots of interesting kind of referrals to the bear. Like, she always has different kind of opinions on what he kind of looks like to her. But they, I, but... They they seem to get better as the story moves on. Yeah, I mean, eventually she's referring to him as a god, <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. and that ties in with some of the literature she's uh, organizing mm -hmm. and categorizing. Yes, uh, which is again lots of what I, what I meant earlier. There's so many references, like so many poets and writers throughout, like mostly European history. I'd say I don't really know much if there was any like African-based ones or Asian-based ones, uh, continents-wise. Um, but I, I I didn't do my homework and read any of those. Do you recognize any of the names? I can't I can't remember honestly. That's really fine. You? Uh yeah, but they're all European. They're all European. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> the colonel was was European, so. But I like how they. She made mention to like I think back to Scot Scottish mythology and Norse mythology, especially. Uh -huh. I think Greek might have been there. I don't. I don't remember, but just again a, a, a reverent like By uh, Lord Byron himself was just like mm -hmm. a had a reverence for bears. Mm -hmm. I was thinking. I was wondering if. Again, this is probably like too much. I was wondering if he was supposed to be like a representation of Byron himself. Hmm. The bear. The bear I... himself was like Byron almost. Hmm. I don't know. And she also referred to him as a woman multiple times, and so I wondered what what oh, that was supposed right. to necessarily mean. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I was I was confused on what the bear was meant to represent. Well. Some, I think what my sibling was saying is that the bear represents an indigenous man. That's interesting. Oh. Yeah, especially given that description of, like, the beginning of, of how he's introduced, and I guess, like, how he handles her during certain parts. Mm. <laughs> literally. Yeah, literally. I think that's one of the things that their class um, kind of extrapolated from this, in that the bear itself is like a representation of indigenous peoples. Hmm. Hmm. Ah. Interesting. You know, he's always tied up, he's always leashed, and then, like, she's part of uh, the Institute, the established world, the developed world, and she's coming okay, here to okay. categorize things okay. and um, make everything orderly, whereas, like, what the developed world sees in another culture might be disorganized. Savage, primal. You can go on, but like... Heart of Darkness again, Savages, right? There you go. So, again, one way of interpreting it. I think that was it. I did, I, I forgot to ask them of their opinion on that, or what their whole thing was, but is what it is, I guess. Well, I mean, it comes back to me of just... Uh, it, this is one of those, I guess what you would call maybe in very... It ends up being a, a person, like a, like a industrial kind of meeting nature. In an interesting, in a very interesting way, and what's interesting too, in that in that analogy, that's very interesting because like, because, I guess someone who is all all kind of natural, you know, who'd be out in the woods and more primal, wouldn't have a lot of the same sexual culture and politics hmm. that someone who is in in the society would. And what they're and, and I mean, well. Society, sex, politics in the seventies were bullshit. Were, were bullshit. <laughs> so let, let's just let's just be be real with that. So any, oh, and anything different would have been oh my god, and perhaps even would be godly because so much was was repressed, so much was hidden, so much was not allowed back then. That something so taboo, and what's more taboo than fucking a bear? Yeah, like like e even now it's fucking weird. How <laughs> <laughs> was it back of in course, the seventies? Yes. You know, like it's very it's a very interesting metaphor. It's one that's so, it's perhaps so so extreme, for the point of just so you can't stress the severity, you can't stress the, the 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 extremity of it even. Like like sorry, just I I know I'm a bit of a ramble here, okay. but let's let's compare the story for, let's take that literally. What if this was not a bear, but an indigenous man? Would the story hit as hard? Well, I mean, it wouldn't for obvious reasons because yeah. because a person wouldn't be fucking a bear. But beyond that, would the story hit as hard? Mm. Uh, I don't think so. No. I, I think it'd be a lot less disturbing. 
Well, but if we have an indigenous man chained in a, in a cage, in a, in a shed, basically, with like a leash on him. Jesus. Okay, okay. I didn't mean quite that, yeah, quite yeah. that literally, but, but, but you know what I'm saying. I, I know you are. I know you are. Yes, and and and, and that, that that's my bad. But in, but you know, just in general, the same conflict, the same mentality, the same, uh, what's it called? The the same kind of overall themes. Would it hit quite as hard? Depends. This is an entirely new character. Was he? I was about to say, was he a slave? But slavery hasn't existed in Canada since yeah, no, whatever it was, yeah. 1850 or whatever it was. Well, we still have residential schools, so I think that's debatable. Pretty much. I'm like, I was thinking, like, did Lord, <clears throat> you were saying this bear is literally a, a, a man. Lord Byron purchased this bear. Mm. He purchased this this human. Well, the colonel. The colonel, sorry. <laughs> the colonel! The colonel, I'm sorry. The colonel. <laughs> the colonel purchased this man. <laughs> Well, that's Oof. flipped yeah, off. No, that's, yeah, that's good. Like, now he's like his, his servant, his slave. You know, his... It probably happened, though, let's be real. Yeah, I, yeah sure. you know, it's not that's like, again, slavery still exists today in this country. But that's so. not my... I, you're making a good, a good point, but that, 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 that's not my point. That's though. not the point, sorry, yeah, no. Like, like, you're thinking more about the history, which you're valid. That, that'd be... You know, and that's, that's, that's an interesting point, actually, that you said, that you made me stumble upon, yeah, and, you, and you probably got yourself, was if, if it had actually been an indigenous man... The story would have been about something completely different. Oh, yeah, certainly. Completely different. I think, it, you know what, I think if it was shifted to that, it probably would have been very interesting too. Mm-hmm. And very and very before its time as well. But it wouldn't be quite the same. So what makes it different is that there's there's something a lot less civilized about it being a bear. Mm-hmm. Certainly. A lot more primal, a lot more natural in a weird way. Yeah. Also a lot more taboo, so. And then, if we wanted... Flip genders. Ooh. So, bear, still bear, yep. female, man. Oh. How does that work? What that, is that what would is this, be what is this story about? As soon as you flip the genders and sex around, <laughs> the difference is the sex would happen sooner. A guy would have gotten there. Is it now? And then you flip it to say like, okay, well, if we go further than that, if the bear is a representation of an indigenous woman, now we have oh. a white man going yeah. on an indigenous woman. This is a fun thought experiment. That's well, not <laughs> really, not really, but it would definitely change the core. Because at, at the core, that it's almost like an empowerment story. It is. It would become thing. much more of an abuse like, story. Is, but, man. Say, but like, is she a slut for sleeping with this bear? Oh, jeez. That's, that's, I, 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 no, I wouldn't say so. Because no, again, it's like then it's double standard of just like, oh, you had sex with a bear. Whereas again, if we flipped it around and it was a man to a woman or a man to a female bear, it's just like, oh yeah, it's just a man, you know. I think it also makes a big difference that there was no penetration act. I mean, of course, the bear was using his tongue, but it was not the the phallus. Yeah, and when she tried, that's when she gets the claw mark. Yep, and that's, that's the, the last. Which bit. is in, which is really interesting because yeah. th- that was the one the one line they kind of couldn't cross. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah, there's a, a part of me that feels like the bear itself is more more just a representation of untamed female lust or passion or love in general. Mm-hmm. It's like this amorphous bear. Like she's always putting things onto it that aren't really there. It's just kind of That's very true. She is much like how society will take something such as lust or even or you know, just basic fucking a basic carnal need and turn it into politics. When it really kinda of shouldn't be, or maybe wasn't intended to be. That that, that that that's a very good point. 
you know, women always have this look of they should eat, at least in our culture and society, should be in the, pre, in the back of the day, even now, uh, they should be pure. Prim, they, proper. They prim, proper, do not, you know, have, don't, don't look um, out of order or anything like that. Don't wear crop tops, don't wear sandals, don't wear this, that, do not show skin or anything like that. Just showing and, it and all of a sudden you have this woman, nobody's around to see her. And in fact, Lou herself is kind of like, an introvert in a way, or she kind of keeps to herself, yeah. like even back in Toronto, where she just goes about her business. She kind of goes about her day. She's always behind a desk or behind a book or something yeah. like that. Not really like mention of any friends other than like maybe her parents, no relatives or anything like that. <laughs> so again, all of a sudden this woman kind of gets to be free. You almost see this as, I, I get what you say, where it's almost like an empowerment. And that she, without the rules of society looking at her that way. Oh, there's always, with Lucy and Homer, there might be eyes watching her and wondering, like, oh, did she, like, have sex with the bear or not? Is this, like, that happened? Has this happened before, where there's, like, many people who've slept with the bear? I don't know. Other, I Obviously, like, Lucy has, but, like, or implied, <laughs> excuse me. Implied, yeah. Pardon me. Um, another thing I thought of is, once again, I said it before, but she represents... Lou represents um, Canada and it's like colonialism and or it's confederacy. Again, order, developing, making, you know, one society or whatnot. And then the bear represents the actual land that was basically taken from them. Mm. And you could say what I said about like this being an empowerment, all of a sudden I'm using her as representation, but this is metaphors. (laughs) She's coming in and allowing the bear to like, have her way with her almost and then she's going back at it like it's it's weird where like both mm-hmm. worlds are starting to like collide collide and it only yeah. ends when as soon okay. as like she's about to like you know penetrate and then like you know the claw mark is that saying something as well where like nature kind of fights back from from the confederacy yeah she kind of crossed the line in a way also i want to touch on one one, one thing that made, made me think is that um so, so you mentioned how you know that there are the two other characters, the, the main two we see, Lucy and Homer, right? Basically, and with Lucy, there's almost implication of you fucked the bear, didn't you? Eh? <laughs> you know, the eyebrow raise. There's almost an implication of that when she's on screen, uh, on when present. Sorry, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ, I'm just on screen the fucking book. Me forgetting what medium I'm discussing. Hey, don't worry, but we'll, then, but, we're gonna but, make a film out of this. But the, oh my god. I'm gonna give you exactly five seconds to retract that statement. He'll direct it. You start uh, there. No, no, I don't think I could. You did exactly what I didn't want you to do, Isaac. Okay, but what I was gonna say is that it's interesting how you have Lucy, who it's along the same th- same lines. Homer wouldn't even think of her fucking the bear. I think. I think that idea wouldn't even enter his consciousness. Of Lucy. Of of Lou fucking the bear. Oh, okay. I, I don't even think that home, it would even enter his consciousness because he doesn't think her capable of that. You know, he sees her as kind of an, kind of an object, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, you, you have thought. I, I think he'd be like, oh, you, oh, you, you have thoughts. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like a child too. He's always warning, her, like, oh, you're being too reckless with the bear. He's always trying to help with everything. Carry yeah, stuff like, I don't think he. I think I think if you told him she did that, he would just kind of before he had any other reaction, he'd he'd have that kind of blank look, like, like you turn the TV off. <laughs> you see that dot in the middle. <laughs> kind of expression on his face. You wouldn't know what to think of it, you know? And I think it's also interesting that she's not, even though she is very much like a, a loner type of person, um, but she is fairly promiscuous even outside of the bear. I mean, yeah, sleeping with mm. her boss. She mentions that she had some lover that she was sleeping with for a while. That like, Yeah, 
There were a couple. Her, like having abortion. They brought oh, that God. Oh, I, I forgot that. about that. Yeah, Fuck. No. Yeah, oh, jeez. Oh, oh, yeah. Speaking no. of taboo topics. Holy fudge. In 1976. I wish that was not a taboo topic anymore, but here we are. Dude, I have an article. Wow. I read an article on CPC about that. Golly. Or was it CPC? I, I, like, week of, like, last week. Golly. It was something else, man. Holy crap. Yeah, you're right. That's interesting. So, that's, so what does that speak about her experience with human men? So, can you blame her for jumping species here? Yeah. Can she, you really? She references that she slept with women, too, and that she never got anything from them, so... It's clear she's been looking. It is the seventies, after all. Yeah, sure, good for her. For now, you know, you know. Free love, man, <laughs> or bud. Peace, love, and Led Zeppelin. But clearly, lots of sexual, uh, like freedom, but never really find what she's looking for. Yeah, there's a sexual freedom, but the fulfillment's not there. Yeah, the passion's not there. Oh, yeah. And then so even with speak. her buddy boy bear, who she she thinks that she loves, and she really oh tries golly, to yeah, she starts to like. She gets burned. Florence Nightingales. <laughs> herself almost but she gets burned in a very interesting way and her, her getting burned is reality setting and just oh yeah right this is a fucking bear <laughs> this isn't a guy this is a fucking bear oh shit more like reality closet her <laughs> you know what i'll give you that one it's it's not a good pun isaac it's a it's a it's a three out of five okay buddy okay yeah, and there was that little running thing where she kept trying to arouse the bear. And Isaac, I don't know if you remember this scene better. The first time she does, and his like little dick comes out, was she scared? Was she scared by it? Then I can't remember. She had some sort of yeah. I think I think she was like, oh, this yeah, this looks hideous. This looks foreign. Um, I mean, it's bears are similar to dogs, so it would kind of look like a dog dick almost. Although bear <laughs> only about the size of a fucking eggplant, pretty much. <laughs> Yikes. You are now picturing that. You're welcome. <laughs> I remember it was a weird scene that, that it was a creepy scene too. It's like, ooh. Yeah, it's different than in Felidae where like that was just two cats doing it, whereas this it's like a human and a bear doing it. And a very weird bear. We sure have a lot of animal sex on this podcast. Oh, you know yeah, we didn't yeah, have any, who goes there? We didn't have any sex. Yeah, unless you want to say in like the either. thing where like it penetrating somebody was an act of sexual intercourse. Okay, not, okay, now you're trying to make it weird. Someone <laughs> could write that paper, but not me. You never did that. I feel like that paper exists somewhere. Well, well, there was sex, and who goes there? It was a mind fuck. That too. Oh, no. <laughs> I will not apologize for that one. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think we talked enough about bear fucking. Hmm. Plenty, that's for sure. I never thought, and I never thought I'd reach a point in my life where I could say that. I did. <laughs> There's a Greek story out there where this has happened. Like the Greeks, the Greeks did something like this. It's not they? Oedipus. It's Edibear. <laughs> and I will say, Edibear. I was thinking of that. She's got an Edibear complex. She wants to fuck a bear. <laughs> oh god. I don't know how you get put it on a shirt where you want to fuck a bear. Like, no, this, she's a character that I. I I can relate to her in some ways, but other ways I find her very alien. Mm. And just her, yeah, her attraction to this bear is something I, I, even the way that the love developed, I found it weird or difficult to connect the dots, like how she got there. Like you went from like a pet and then, mm. you know, like a chapter later, like I love him. Mm. Yeah, it was so amazing. It was yeah. that, and that's, I was going to bring that up. There's another theme through this where she would always either like the beginning of the morning or the end of the day, afternoon, whatever, she would always go, because the 
house is right near like the water. She would always go down for a dip, skinny dip, and the bear would come with her sometimes. Right. I feel like, and that's, again, the theme of like water. Somehow water connects. Like, I, don't, I don't know where I'm going with this, but like the idea of like water being like a pure source that all species go towards and we're kind of made from it and we all like have it within hmm. our bodies. Somehow like the water was somewhere that they both can be free and that's where like he was kind of tonguing her uh, as she was swimming in there. Uh, and there was um, worry of choice. when like... <laughs> Oh, and fishing as well. Fishing was another thing where they kind of like bonded over that because bears usually eat fish. They catch fish with their mouths. So she was fishing. I think there was even a time where she caught like a fish at one point. And uh, oh yeah, I remember she had a problem gutting it as well. And the thing was still alive. I remember that where she had like, and she felt so horrible like for killing it. Mm -hmm. uh, and how like she did a terrible job. And like, you know, this, this, this being is just like dying within her arms and is in like complete pain. And, it was, it was weird. and then she literally just like sent all the remains to the bear. Yeah, I remember that scene now. That's right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that's a. Because, yeah, like water is like the life giver, it's the primary. It is. Like a lot of things can survive off of different food sources or little food at all snakes, like, you know, not eating for months. Water. Yeah. Like it just, it's the universal solvent in machinery. And, and purification and chemistry and the uh, refining applications. Yeah. It's electricity. It's fucking everything. You can say very interesting. probably like stretching that a bit, but like, I feel like there was a connection with them in the water at least. I think so too. I think, I, th I think that's where it started. And I do think, I do think also maybe, maybe it's the first time she's been around a male being for that long and not had any uncomfortable advances. This is the case. Oh. Yeah. Damn. You know, I like, 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 like I think, I think that's also a bit of it too, because well, you know, it's a, it's, it's a fucking bear. He's <laughs> not gonna say anything back other than like the usual grunts. Kinda, I, I really, yeah, in that description early on of the bear, I kind of really felt sorry for the bear. I almost cried for the bear. Yeah. Uh, just like how, like, old and like worn out this bear was. And neglected. And it, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very neglected. neglected. I re always remember every time like it was raining, I always did feel like something for the bear where it's just outside in that shed. And she has to like, and then she allows him to come inside. And he just immediately know, he knows where to go. By the way, he knows the entire house almost yes, like by yeah. himself. Like he's been in that house, um, like the the colonel, like the colonel uh, allowed mm -hmm. him to be inside his uh, quarters. I, I'm wondering. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't. Was there any taxidermy animals in there? I, think there? I don't think there was, but I'm surprised the the colonel didn't just like taxidermy the bear. But I guess just allowed him to live. It's, it's quite interesting. Maybe I think it's because it's based off of some of those stories where you keep like a bear at your side. I don't remember. I'm just like going off of memory here. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. Uh, what other notes do you have, Caleb? Um, I did have some notes about the pros. Yes. Um, yes, let's talk about that. <laughs> I thought that there was a little bit of an overuse and maybe misplacement of commas quite a bit. And sometimes I found that a little distracting. Um, but I thought some of her use of simile was quite cool. Like in the beginning, I liked that she referred to uh, Lou as like a mole hiding down there in the basement and just digging in her papers and stuff like that. <laughs> and especially a lot of the descriptions with uh, the bear I thought were, were, were quite cool. But yeah, I did think some of the prose was a little clunky. Yeah, and a part of that too is just time period. Yeah, as you be. get like, like, like you read Wuthering Heights or any any romance novel from the 1800s, there are sentences that are like a page long. Well, Heart of Darkness, there are sentences that are a page long. 
<laughs> and like, I love Heart of Darkness, but we all do. It's a little heavy. <laughs> HP Lovecraft. Yeah, he had issues. In that he had a couple. Well. Like, don't even bring that guy around dialogue. <laughs> but like, so so yeah. I I mean maybe I'm used to it. Mm. Like like I mean. Modern fiction is definitely a lot more concise, if anything. That's one thing I can say for sure is that, is that like, it's it's a lot more kind of I wouldn't say quippy, but it's a lot more. The, 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 there's a lot less of the run on sentences, at least from what I've seen, from what I've read. Yeah, easier but, to keep track of sentences, yeah. not random things like inserted. Easy type on their computers. And so whereas it helps. It helps. Yeah, wh whereas other authors, like you know, like you know, Ray Bradbury, mm -hmm. in the earlier times, are just would just kind of had that. Had that kind of flow. Carly mm. Olson has words for you about that. <laughs> oh, I but yeah, I didn't personally. I didn't notice there was anything about the prose personally that that jumped out at that like jumped out at me as either irritating or really necessarily remarkable. Mm. But what I can say is that it didn't it didn't like interrupt my enjoyment of the story. Oh, okay. it, it was it was just kind of there, and I, I mentioned it, it already. But just especially the. I felt I felt the descriptions of the surroundings and the house were very textured, mm -hmm. and yes, like the simile too. Everything, everything was very visual. It felt like a very autumny book to me. As I, as I was going to say, it felt like very rustic and kind of autumny, kind of like you know that like that color palette. Hmm. Yep, I can see that. Like like you would see in the forest and the wilderness, and I kind of I'm a sucker for that feel. Like one of my favorite books is or an, like an anthologies is the October Country by Ray Bradbury, which is just oozing of Halloween. Like like Halloween autumn colors, so I just fucking love that shit. So that's, cool. that's just that's just that's just me for sure. Yeah, and I love the setting of the house. I'd never heard of those houses, but I was looking at yes. pictures, and that's very. It was cool. like I was like, what is that? You put the book down for a sec, pull your phone out, yeah. and you go, oh, okay, that's cool. I think I've been to one of those houses. Now that I think about it, unless it's a different one I'm thinking of. Hmm. They have some on the islands, I believe. I'm gonna cool. Google that. Yeah, quickly. Now. I know I could be wrong on this. There might be one up in like. Um, is it the um, Sunshine Coast there? I think there might be one up there somewhere. Unless I'm wrong. And, and one like camping trail. Uh, I've heard about our campsites, excuse me. Yeah, so it was popular in the, it was like around 1850s and early early 1900s. Mm. So that definitely dates uh, the colonel himself, if anything. Yeah, <laughs> Grandpa. Oh, I also had my notes. Um, are you guys a fan generally of romance books? <laughs> I I almost never read them by so choice. <laughs> I read a couple in my college days because I realized I was only right reading horror stories, and I should probably probably diversify <laughs> my palette a bit. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I, can't, I can't remember them all. A lot of them were short stories because mm. a novel is a bit of a fucking haul. Read Wuthering Heights was a big was a big was one of the first ones I read. It was one of the, it's one of the fucking classic ones. So Victorian era. Um, Others escape me. I've read a lot of books in my lifetime. <laughs> Hard to say, but yeah, I've I've read a couple. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I've read a couple. <clears throat> this is the first one. Mm. Like I've read, like in books, I've read they've had romance in them, but that's not the main focus. Precisely, of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like you know, there are some like that are pretty popular, like you know, Shadow of the Wind, which is a detective murder story, crime novel, I believe, but it has a romance as a, a driving force in it. Mm. Yeah, I was just curious if the the kind of falling in love scenes, if they felt natural or like they had. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's only one sided, so I mean, yeah. Maybe that so makes it that's. Weird. <laughs> I think I think that's why it's interesting, though. 
Because, mm. like, romance novels are, of course, the conflict is very kind of dialogue and drama-y. Like, 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 Wuthering Heights, I'll never forget. Just mm. These people just ripping each other apart Damn. for pages upon pages. It was like a fucking... The equivalent of a sword of a fucking lightsaber fight in the Star Wars prequels. It was that long. They're just like, holy shit, he hates this guy. Like, like what's this guy going to say back to this? Oh, he, he's got a page and a half of rebuttal too. Holy shit! But so, so it was maybe a little bit of a, a bit of a relief, a little bit lighter. Probably would have been interesting for the writer to write a one-sided scene like that. Yeah. Stuff, man. Look, like that's in, like that's like that that tr- that opposite track kind of trope. Mm. You know, but only in this case you have one person who like talks and is sentient, and one person who like doesn't. <laughs> but it's still sentient. Yes. Yeah. But it, sorry. Yes. But um, I, I thought it was a very interesting contrast, and it does, and a, and a part of me was just kind of like, oh, that's how you do that. You know, writing wise, you know. That's fair. You know, you know what we need? We need we need a sequel to this, even though even, even though Angle is dead. Yeah, uh, she, yeah, yeah. For a while, she died like eighty-five. Eighty-five. Yeah, she was quite young. That is, yeah, that's insane. Born in thirty-three. Sequel. Raccoon. All right, no, 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 no. The sequel oh, will be uh, Lou, and it's from the perspective of the bear. <laughs> we get the whole bear's life you know story, what? basically. I'd read that. I'm curious. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm sure, I'm sure someone fanfictioned that though. I don't know. It probably exists somewhere. I don't even know. I, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, and I wondered, they never really explored it, but the colonel, because this bear was like part of a generation of enslaved bears that he had, mm. stretching back. And I was curious why they never really explained it, but he did seem particularly obsessed with bears. <laughs> but maybe, maybe he maybe he was just, just one of those people who just like I love bears, I love bears. It's okay more as like one of the because he's from. England, right? Yeah. yeah, he's from England, so I assume mm. it was one of those hoity-toity upperclassmen, like monocle wearing, yeah, monocle wearing like huntman, huntsman, mm. where like he's doing it for the thrill of the hunt, and or so he's like learning his his prey, like you know he's 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 trying to like get a knowledge uh, of of like how to track this thing, like how it behaves and operates, and he almost becomes obsessed with it, mm. almost to the point of again I'm going to like have a bear as like in my possession to like show I have, you know, authority over it and show like a bear who's boss. So so he had a bit, a bit of a power complex, you think? That's, uh, maybe, maybe I'm going a little too far on that. Maybe some people are like, whoa, no, no, like, you're, 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 <laughs> why are you inserting that kind of stuff in it? It's like, well, hey, this is why discussion is fun. So we get all these, all these fun, interesting theories and fun ideas. Think right? about so. it this way is that like bear has literally been like one of the like apex predator or one of like the but this one of the predators to man for like mm. almost since we first walked out of the sea. So like, you know, grizzlies here are scary as all heck. Don't mess with one of their cubs. Don't get in their territory or else they will come after you. That's the biggest thing on the don't fuck with it list around here. Yeah. Except yeah, maybe a moose, but like... They, they take they take on mooses. Yeah, moose, well, no, like, like two humans, I mean. That too. But like I'm saying, yeah, fuck, what is the plural of moose? Is it moose? I think it's meese. I, I don't mace? think it's mace. I thought it was, but maybe I'm wrong on that. I thought I thought it was, but it, but, but yeah, like, like, like we're overall very fortunate in this part of the world. Like you know, like there's there's, there's no fucking ba- like like banana spiders or great or like <laughs> s- snakes that'll tear your face off or melt other venom. Like it's, it's not Australia, right? But yeah, a bear is like our equivalent to a scary thing. Yeah, I would say. Goddamn. 
Yeah, yeah. We we do have mountain lions. We do have yeah. wolves. Oh hell yeah! But and I guess moose. Yeah, which, yeah. I mentioned moose, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I also had my notes. I thought it was interesting that the sex stuff doesn't really come in until well over halfway through the book. Yeah, I was expecting a lot earlier too. Yeah, and maybe if we weren't coming in expecting that from yeah. <laughs> that was the same thing where I had the exact same because thing. of my sibling, I thought it was gonna happen early on, but it actually seemed natural. Again, as as taboo as it is, it seemed natural to me because you set up that she stays in this lodge for like you know a certain amount of time before things starts to develop like between the romantic or one side romantically. Yeah. Um, so it actually seemed like like as soon as I said like okay when's the sex stuff coming because like I obviously don't want this to be known for like the sex stuff but like as soon as I said that. It was there. I was like, oh, okay, wow, this is happening. Okay. Yeah, there's there, there's like a so a slow build to it. You know, it's not like it's not in your face. But I think that's interesting. Is that like, like like that's not the focus of the entire narrative. No, it's not. That's like a progression. It's almost like a rising action to a crescendo. No pun intended. A a um a fan fiction would immediately have, or just fan fictions in general would. Okay, obviously some build it up. Bad fiction, yeah. Bad fiction would just get Which them, like, they're literally clothes off or whatever, and they're just, like, doing it doggy style or missionary style, okay? So, like... And it's somehow less... And, and it's somehow more poorly explained than that. Exactly! Yes. This at least, uh, like, had explanations to it, and, again, I feel like it was respectable when it, like, set itself up. Again, from, like, a, I guess, description of it, I, I respect it from that <laughs> sense. Taboo-wise, like, again, if you look at it just as a romance, it's like, it's set up perfectly, I'd say. Um, but obviously, fizzles out, deflates in the end. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's between two people who are not, two, two, two beings yes. who are not compatible long-term. Certainly yeah, not. Definitely not. Uh, I've only got one note left. And I said, um, considering when this book was written, an argument could be made that her promiscuousness as a woman in general, having sex with all these different men that she's not in love with makes her feel like a beast to herself. She always goes too far and ruins things she mentioned, just like the bear did when it slashed her back. Hmm. Interesting. I remember there was there was about something about that ex-lover, where she like went and was like throwing eggs at his. Do you remember that? There's yeah, I remember, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and she was like, I don't know, like writing letters to the woman that he left her for, or something like that. So I, I don't really know. I, that was just a note I wrote down. I don't yeah, this really is at like right the, at the end of the book. Yeah, yeah, so it's a history of history of kind of sexual life gone wrong. Mm -hmm. I guess yeah. When she every time she does have sex with a bear, or at least it's promiscuous with a bear, almost like memories or feelings start to like she she gets these feelings in her, and she almost kind of. Awakens or reimagines, or not reimagines, but unlaw, uh, remembers memories. Mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. if I recall, and she. Now that's an interesting, I guess, plot not plot device, but it's a way of telling the story of like as she, you know, has these sensual pleasures, we start to get more of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could be interesting that the first sexual act with the bear starts with her masturbating, and the bear mm -hmm. is kind of like, okay, I guess I'll take part in this too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that could be, could be interesting. Very. Mm -hmm. That's all the notes I got. <clears throat> no, that's more. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I think that's a good one to end it on. Well, there's. All right, Isaac. Discussion questions, because apparently oh, this one that. has oh, questions to it. Sorry.
Um, we might have like gone through these before, so I put you in as quick. Bear has been cited as everything from a modern Canadian fable to an outlandish bestial farce to one of the great Canadian novels of the 20th century. What do you think this book is about? What do you consider the underlying themes? I think we've just yeah. discussed yeah. that yeah, in yeah, pretty yeah, good yeah, detail. Yeah, that's fair. Um, did you like this novel? You know, that is a good question to end on, actually, yeah. if you want to end on that. Uh, I liked a lot of the ideas, and I liked the, this discussion and Thank thinking you. about it when it was done. The act of reading it, eh, I wouldn't say I, I fully enjoyed it, no. I like it for what it's talking about, but is it an actual reading experience? I don't think I'd go back to it necessarily. I would say similar, similar thoughts, but not quite, is that... Is, this isn't the kind of book I would normally read at all. So thank you for, yeah. for, for so thank you Isaac for bringing it to us. That's completely out of our comfort zone. So awesome, but at the same time, it's uh, it's just not the kind of style of thing I would normally read. Once again, and I appreciate it for what it is, just like you do. And I, I had no issues reading it. Like it was 112 pages long, 115, whatever. That yeah, was. it's it's, a it's, an, it's an easy read. Yeah, it's not a, it's not it's not really intimidating vocabulary wise, syntax wise. There's it it goes down pretty easily, so I don't I I overall like my time with it for sure for sure it, it, it was short but it was in, it was intriguing, yeah, very intriguing. I'd say similar to you too. I love the discussion of this, but I like I don't know, projecting myself into that world and almost being the invisible being watching and witnessing these events, mm. which is what books can do to some people sometimes. And so as I <laughs> projected myself in there and saw from a third person perspective oh, like what no. was happening I'm like this is I am now picturing you standing there awkward as fuck yeah, while she gets tongued out by the bear and I can only see the look on your face and it is priceless <laughs> that's what the picture drawing right now holy crap it is like like that could be a meme. Your face in that scene could be a fucking meme. I shit you not. I don't know what face I can make. I guess you can imagine the face. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, Isaac. Ca no, carry fine. carry on. That's fine. Obviously, I meant more of like the natural <laughs> stuff. When even when she's like even when she's gardening, like doing the mundane stuff, waking up. Even though I'm uh, I'm vegetarian. When she makes bacon, Shitting I don't know why. Shitting with the bear in the morning, standing watching that. I don't want that, but like at least, well, going out in the woods and you know dumping a deuce, like yeah, totally. Oh Although not like digging it up and like burying it, but oh, whatever. Okay. Oh man. Okay. The so, freaking mosquitoes as well. Those those buggers were in this as well. I was like, oh boy, and it's funny because it, when I was reading this, it was the summertime. We had just a butt ton of moisty uh, trios, and they. They got me like, I got my What'd you just say? Yeah, Moisty trios? Yeah, trios, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's the mosquitoes. Uh, I, I don't even. This is this English? I don't know. <laughs> what do you say, anyways? It's from the depths of his mind. <laughs> Whatever that is. Um, but I did enjoy reading this. I'm glad I witnessed this book. <laughs> I, would, I would give this to somebody else. Uh... What, what I, you know what I might do? I might put this in a uh, community library. Shit, go! I support that. Go for it. So, like, just stick it in one of those, like, you know, mailboxes or whatever yeah. it is. Oh, that shit! Like, all right. Wow. That's I wonder if I'll like write in it and say like, 
get ready to be have your mind blown and and I'll just put like imagine yourself like, like put yourself in, project yourself into this book as like a third person. Get ready to bear witness. <laughs> little claw behind. You know what? I, I'm okay with that because a lot of those a lot of those things are just full of fucking cheese patterns and novels. Pretty much. Oh god, yes. <laughs> Do you think the story was convincing and even or even possible? Seemed more metaphorical than anything. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I concur. You find that Engel's uh, precise, slender pr prose and upbeat realism uh, inhibit Bear's potential mythical uh, underpinnings. Ooh. Um, I when I read this, I, I mythical wasn't the word I thought of. No, definitely not at all. And I could see, and I also only read the thing once. You can see if you, if you read it two or three times and thought about it a lot more, maybe there's a, there's probably a lot more to be digested. But when I first read this, I looked at the cover or the first page, and I'm like, this is one of those books where you're gonna need to analyze the fuck out of it. <laughs> I, I knew, I, I I knew. So, I mean, maybe as a pro stands, it doesn't give off the vibe of like a fucking Tolkien or a, or a Lovecraft. You know, it doesn't give that big kind Tolkien of. Tolkien doesn't believe in metaphors. You're right. He doesn't, does he? Yeah, anyway, he um, anyway, um, but no, I think it's. I like how it is and how it's just quick. It's just kind of quick. It's easily digestible. It's concise, yeah. but there's a lot going on, and, that, and that's and that's what makes a good story. Is there's a lot beneath the surface to digest and analyze. Nah. Uh, what surprised you most about the reactions of this novel? Absolutely nothing whatsoever. Did yeah. it mean like the, the outcry of the time? Yeah, the outcry of the time because we kind of weren't born for that. So like, I wouldn't yeah. even know. Like, no. I mean, we'd have to go back and like read it up. Like, you know, what the reaction to this was. Like, I, I've read a bit. It's exactly what you'd expect. Okay, fair enough. I shit you not. It's exactly what you'd expect. Like once again, from a decade where everyone thought Kiss was satanic. Yeah, Christian it's group. It's pretty much what I would. Yeah. It, yeah. I could have called it. What do you think? Grandmas and grandpas, yeah, clutching. Ooh, I think a lot. I think people today. I think a lot of people today aren't ready for this book. Who the oh, flip is that? That's my question. I don't know. Who's ready for this book? Yeah, I guess that's a very good point. College students. I mean, whether like whether they like it or not. Yeah, whether they like it or not. <laughs> people who like creepy romance books. I mean, those. What, what's Fifty Shades of Grey was a massive thing. There's a lot of. Like a whole. The difference is of that this is actually style. well written, though. But I could see them getting into it just on I'm the sure. basis of the. I don't think so. Could, could be p people could who be. read Fifty Shades of Grey are reading it for the smut. I mean, and I there is very them, little smut in this. I could see them seeking it out for that, like oh, and then reading it and going scandalous, frowny. Yeah, I could <laughs> see like, this is too disgusting for me. Now Fifty Shades of Grey, that's tame. I can read that stuff. I'm like, okay, fair enough. I, I don't know. I don't know that crowd. I don't yeah, know things anymore. I've never read Fifty Shades, so I have no idea. I don't want to like prejudge it for as bad as my. I've only read a, read about two and a half pages of that book. But that's because that's because my friends and I found it in a used bookstore and read it out loud with funny voices. Oh no! Like, like you you hear a passage of that in a Kermit the Frog voice, um. you, you can't go back to sanity. <laughs> Is that the last question in your book there, Isaac? What did you take away from it that you didn't expect? What do you think Angle hoped would resonate most with the reader? Mm. <laughs> I, well, I think she was I think she was largely critiquing or putting on display the sexual um, politics and mm -hmm. situation of the time, especially for women. It's a big one. 
I think she I think she was trying to get a rise out of you or trying to piss you off by the fact that this was a, a romance involving a bear. Yeah. I only changed my yeah. wording. I only changed my wording because I have said fucking a bear or <laughs> fuck and bear in the same sentence more times than I ever thought I would in my oh, entire yeah, life over the, cor- the course of this. So I think it was I, I think it was meant to challenge. That that's obvious. We we've even said that already. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of what it does. It fulfills its purpose. And it's meant to kind of, it also could be like a love letter to the Canadian wilderness too. Yeah, definitely. Which is also kind of nice. Yeah, I don't I don't see like in her biography if like she was an outdoors person. Mm-hmm. So an outdoors one, so I, I, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, I don't read the question again. Yeah. <laughs> so what does this say? Um, well, she did a very good job putting herself in that headspace if she's not. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, she did her research on that stuff. Yeah, honestly, she felt me. She convinced me. I'll say that with like certain like ways, like in a blue collar standpoint. Like, oh, you actually kind of get some of this stuff. That's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Not most people do, but I don't know. Coming to understanding Lou in the end, like, is she a terrible person? I think she's a complex person. I don't know if she's terrible. Like, where did that come from? Because she's sleeping with a bear. <laughs> no, I'm not saying. No, I, I, mostly I'm just saying. Like, is she a I'm just posing the question of like, is Lou a terrible person? I'm like, yeah, I don't think she, I don't she, is. she is. She poses that to herself a lot too, and she she has a couple of depressive episodes in it, and a lot of it's wrapped up in shame with her. I mean, mm-hmm. fucking her boss for one. She seems quite shameful about. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I said, bringing like having sex brings back those memories of yeah. of feeling shame, and it's almost making her realize maybe like <laughs> realizes that yeah, having the ba- like having sex with the bear is kind of like. Maybe one of these things is not like the other. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what Angle wanted from from the reader. One, I don't know if she wanted just up money from this. Like she, she makes I'd, a quick buck out of this. Probably not. If she wanted to just make a quick buck, she could have written something easier, more conventional. More conventional, yeah, exactly. No, but maybe it was. Maybe she thought it would get a rise out of people, and people rushed to the stands to read it. Also, oh, could be, could yeah. be. I mean, hey, smut sells. That's fair. Well, that's what. That's why the aforementioned Fifty Shades of Grey got any kind of attention whatsoever. Pretty mm. much, because whether it's yeah, whether it's people who are interested or people who want to crap on it. Because it sure as fuck wasn't a good. It wasn't because it was a good book. <laughs> well, let's be clear on that. I'm sorry, did you just put good and Fifty Shades of Grey in the same sentence? Well, yes, but there was a big yes. implied was fucking not in, right in between them. Uh, Isaac's like a BuzzFeed uh, article, just <laughs> taking things out of context. Yeah, hey, let's see how weird I can make this. Flip BuzzFeed. Okay. okay, are we uh, at the end here, right, Isaac? I think we're at the end here. Okay, that's, that's it. You got a closing sentence for us, Isaac? This was fascinating. Like this was whether whether like this was liked or disliked by us. I I was happy with the time we spent talking about this um I, w- I don't know anybody else who's talked about this at this length or coming to those conclusions maybe they have other conclusions like this was fun um just as analyzing this and thank you sibling for not recommending but wanting to throw this out and i'm just like hey i'll take it <laughs> and then used it to my advantage to get a reaction out of you too yeah and the reaction you did the reaction you did but out of me as well um does it make me think differently after reading this 
you'll be like, I'm a changed person after this, I'll say that. But it'll, I think it certainly is going to stick in my mind for a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe one day when I'm older, I'll like pick it up again if I don't do what I said before uh, with the community library thing. But like, maybe, maybe I would, or just, you know, purchase it online. I don't really know. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I don't know, feeling it, but it's complicated. And you know, it wouldn't be any other way. Yeah. <laughs> no one to say to that. This book. is like, yeah, I don't know how you talk about this. Well, we just did it for like an hour and exactly, a half. Exactly, we did. So, <laughs> thanks for listening to us ramble. I hope you, one, read the book. And if not... Because, because we spoiled the whole fucking thing. We spoiled pretty much <laughs> yeah. everything. And, um, well, the cycle is now complete. So, Johnny, it's, oh, yeah. it's your pick wow. now. So we'll go back to you after a freaking whole year of... Yeah, Wait, no kidding. And we're gonna try and try and keep things a little bit easier to finish and a little bit shorter. Right. And be a little bit better at I gotta be on that as well. Yeah, me too. We all need to step it up a little bit, I think. You um, do a good job of reading, okay? No, yeah, you you, you, oh, you you're the reader. Oh, I thought you were gonna say I'm picking with who goes there. I think that's a good length. I think that even that that's a good length too. This was a good yeah, length. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, that was a good length. Yeah, yeah. Um As for the next selection, I'm toying with a few ideas, but one I do one I do want to do because I'm in the presence of two guys who I think would appreciate it and have probably never read it. There is we're gonna cover an old age old horror story. That's entirely public domain, it's that old. And it, goes there. it was cited as the favorite story by one of the horror authors we mentioned over the course of this writing. Like HP Lovecraft's own favorite story. The Willows by Algernon Blackwood. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I never heard of that one. The Willows, the Willows, or the Wendigo. I'm not 100, percent but one of those two. They're both about the same length. The Wendigo. Uh, the Wend. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Ooh, okay, I thought you were gonna go with the King and Yellow. Uh, eh, I mean, the King and Yellow's but the King and Yellow's but complicated for, for the fact that there's no there's no one big King yeah. and Yellow story. That's true. The, yeah. the, there's a few stories kind of on the subject. Yeah. But there's no big horror story called The King in Yellow. No, that's true. Yeah, and I feel like it'd lose impact if you just isolated one. If it's, it's precisely. The together that make it, yeah. The, the whole collection's badass, don't get me wrong. But yeah. Like, yeah. And, anywho, that's, that, that's generally what I plan for next time. It's going to be some, some, some classic natural horror because the talk of the, of the scariness of the woods in this one has gotten me thinking a little yeah. bit. That's like, that's like we randomly do a Perry Mason novel. They just do like Perry Mason number six. It's just like, well, but why? Why not number one? Well, well, if we're doing that, we're, we're opening fucking the episode with Perry Mason by Ozzy Osbourne because because Zach Wilde wrote that riff and it fucking slaps. Ew. Well, Isaac, are you gonna take us home? Do you have a, I don't know, speech prepared or whatever you do? <laughs> do you want people, ladies and gentlemen, those between and affiliate? Do you want this bear to happen to you? Scenario one or scenario two, the revenant. <laughs> Till next time. I quit.
Maybe that's why. They just put out one. Broke up. <laughs> they went every time. You think that. <laughs> if I haven't heard of them, if I haven't listened to them in a while, it's when I listen to them, they break up. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's you know, you don't hear from them for a long time, but uh, I guess they're probably touring. Uh, director yeah, who true. hasn't like made a film in years, he's dead. <laughs> he's probably dead. He's he's dead or he's gone crazy. That actor hasn't acted in a long time. Eh, it's probably or he's gone Matthew Bauer. Skullflower hasn't released an album in a few years, so in that so in that time, he went off with his wife. They they they, they bought a farm in the middle. of of nowhere in England started raising cows and became total Nazis. <laughs> oh no. Jeez. <laughs> I, I just like, I am so confused right now. What happened? From get to the other, I don't even know. Anyway, how do the recordings here sound, I guess? I don't know. Even these sounded surprisingly good. So. Decent? Okay, fair enough. Wait, does Isaac get this? I just put it in the middle, because Isaac, you know, I think he's loud enough that it would pick up. <laughs> Excuse me! <laughs> How do you have to? How much do you have to lower my volume, like when you are in post? Uh, you just have to boost mine. Usually, yeah, yours is a little bit quieter. Okay. Yeah, mine's always quiet. It's this mic. I don't know what's wrong with it. I think Isaac and I carry our own volume pretty well. <laughs> oh, do we now? Yeah. The, well, in, uh, shut, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm talking about. Oops. I, I mean, if you want to really have my volume be an issue, just bring up Tool at some point. Didn't I in the last don't episode? Maybe I didn't. I don't think so. Didn't I in the music episode bring up Tool, or I did? I guess I did. I, I don't think so. I'm just happy we did a music episode. I mean, I yeah, wanted another fun. one for pit sake. Fun. I've wanted to cover. Out. I've wanted to cover artists' uh, discographies for a while, but that's a, that's always a pretty big ask. <laughs> Could be cool. It's I'd like only, to. They're usually only like what forty minutes to an hour. Depends so. on the person. Well, well on average. And and I, I don't like to do standard shit either. Like I'd be looking at. You know, yes, King Crimson, Magma, yes. Mag, Magma, 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 fucking trip. Coil, Coil, you. I think you both got a kick out of Coil because um, every album, there's no constant. It's okay. like it's like this is their industrial phase. This is their acid house phase. This this is their experimental phase. Ten albums later, this is still their experimental phase. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the recording. Yeah, I think I listened to a little Coil at some point. It might even be on your recommendation. Probably, I think I probably gave you music to play in the dark. Yes, that's what because, it was. because that exactly. is music to play in the dark. Yeah. And, wh and what, what 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 were your thoughts? Um, I was enjoying it. Yeah. And they're intriguing. Yeah, they're it's very, been a while. They're very intriguing it, group. I also listened to there was another album, Off Season, I think. J Cole. Yes. You recommend yeah. It? Yeah. I, I listened to that too. Yeah. What do you think? It was pretty good. It was quite good. There we go. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll pitch Magma to you later. And, and from the pitch, you'll either be like, I'm never going to touch that ever. It sounds ridiculous. Or you'll be like, I have to listen to this like, right now. Well, yeah, Isaac, I guess you can. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, we know what preamble we're using, right? Do you want to start? Mildly off topic, did you guys hear about that? Those two wolves that escaped from the, the zoo? That's gnarly, escaped, eh? What the fuck? Or more like, you know, sabotage, like released. I saw the yeah I saw the people potentially yeah saying that could be the case. What a fucker! I mean, every, okay, at least every single uh, what is it? Every single like news outlet has been treating it as like somebody intentionally released them or like a oh, persons intentionally released them. Which, I, I heard it was a bunch of activists, which oh, wow. wouldn't surprise me. And like That's one terrible. showed up dead, which is sad. That very sad. Yeah. Like congratulations, activists! You killed a wolf. That's on you. If that was the case, but if like, well, case. like, like you shouldn't fuck with a pack of wolves. 
Even if they are trapped in the zoo, which... Well, well maybe have a plan beginning to end, yes. right? Like, don't mm. be like, oh, let's just let them out and let them run. Well, hmm. <laughs> what could possibly... So these creatures that are raised in captivity, in captivity and don't know what a fucking car is. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, that's terrible. What follows is an excerpt from episode 34 of the Bending Elements podcast, discussing City of Walls and Secrets. And Guitar's just like, there. I'm like, there is no way. How... Caleb, this is impossible. This is, how in the world did Bear get published in this world? Oh, I am no. Shocked. I don't feel like we can mention that on this like, podcast. Oh, my days. Like, that's insane. Like, Tara, don't read that book unless you're ready for it, man. Like, oh, my goodness. Can I just say, as a side, that is insane that, like, they make that joke and then, like, years later, we read a book called Bear. <laughs> like that's a that's just a coincidence. But I'm just like, if anybody believed in predestination, that was that 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 like just blew their mind right there, and that, that confirmed it for somebody. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, bears. You know, I, I mean, we did talk about bears all the way back in uh, uh what's it called? Elbow with a shotgun. There you go. So I mean, we maybe. Hey man, the the guy was right. Don't mess with bears. They will like, they will Bears, do a lot man. to you, Un yeah. un unless unless you're that guy, the fortune teller man, who like knew that he wasn't gonna get hurt when he uh, saw that platypus bear. Yeah, maybe we. Uh, and then Ang saved him, and of course he didn't get hit. Maybe one day for the podcast we'll have to go and meet a bear, and interview him for for on on audio. <laughs> Just a wild bear. I assume you're you're talking about like that kind of bear, right? Uh, I don't know which bear you mean. Now, this is this getting wavering. I'm referring to uh, uh, a, a community where a certain uh, archetype, uh, when they when when a certain person in that community meets a set of requirements, they are referred to as a bear. No, that's definitely not the kind of bear that I was. Uh, I was talking about the the monster bear. You know, the the one who might attack us and eat the microphone as we try to interview him. I wouldn't say bears are monsters, but like you, you I assume you mean the, the animal, a bear. Yeah, the beastie, the big moon beastie. Okay, no need to like name call. The creature of the night. <laughs> That's plenty of other things: owls and bats. And the the hairball that God that God coughed up. You mean <laughs> leopards and mountain lions and pumas and snow leopards. <laughs> I, I feel like this bear thing is derailing us. Where, where are we here? 